Today, we're starting a brand new series called Hashtag Blessed. Did you know that if you search on Instagram, that hashtag blessed, how many different posts you'll find? It's over a hundred million posts. That's right. Hashtag blessed has been tagged 100 million times on Instagram. It's amazing. You'll see all kinds of images of exotic vacations and people celebrating promotions or showing off their fancy new car or that beautiful face of a niece or a nephew or maybe just a beautiful family portrait or a sculpted body. Well, this is exactly what some of us love about social media, isn't it? And after all, when we feel like, man, God just blessed me in my life, I want to share that thing. I want want others to know about it. And it's a great way that we can kind of stay in touch and, and feel that sense of community. But for others of us, it's exactly what we can't stand about social media, isn't it? Because when someone else is showing off their hashtag blessed picture, we're sitting there going, man, why hasn't God done that for me? And we start to get really bummed out oftentimes by making too many comparisons and just feeling frustrated. I'm not a big social media person, but um, I got plenty of pretty epic shots that I could share on social and post hashtag blessed. Uh, this picture here is uh, my family at the top of Old Rag Mountain in Shenandoah National Park. If you've never done that hike, it's absolutely awesome. And for me, the only thing better than getting my whole crew up to the top of that mountain was getting everyone to keep their eyes open and be smiling and looking good in that picture at the summit. Let's just say it took a lot of tries before we got that picture right. This other picture is from a men's rafting trip that we did last month at Grace. And uh, man, this rapid is the, the legendary Pillow Rock Rapid on the Class 5 Upper Gully River. And uh, man, that was so cool, reaching out my paddle and touching Pillow Rock. That was, that was incredible. Don't, don't mind my mouth open wide. I'm swallowing all this water. It was a hashtag blessed moment for sure. This last one is from a video that I did a couple of months ago promoting some men's events at Grace. And man, I got so many questions. Derek, how did you put up that much weight? I mean, look at me. I look totally huge. Well, I'll share my secret. Those are squatting weights. They're not metal plates. Those are rubber plates, 10 pounds each. But hey, hashtag blessed, baby. So here's, here's the question. Is that really what it means to be hashtag blessed? You know, that, that picture from that amazing trip you took, that, that beautiful family photo, or, you know, maybe just that shot where you're looking really, really great on that selfie you took. Is that really what it means to be blessed? I mean, after all, James, the brother of Jesus in the New Testament, James 1.17, he says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of the heavenly lights. I mean, wouldn't we agree that that, that great trip, your family, or just, just feeling good about yourself, wouldn't you say that's a gift from your heavenly father? Absolutely. But Jesus also talks about being blessed in a very, very different light. Check out Matthew chapter five, the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, starting in verse three. Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You don't see those kind of pictures tag hashtag blessed, do you? Pictures of people mourning, people who are meek, people who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness and justice. So what is Jesus getting at there? Well, Jesus is basically saying that blessed are those who, in spite of maybe really challenging circumstances, are finding this sense of God's presence, God's peace, this great sense of inner well-being in the midst of whatever it is that we're facing. So here's the deal. We can sit here all day long and debate, what does it really mean to be blessed? But I think, you know, you, you kind of know it, right? I mean, you know those things that are blessings in your life. The better question that we need to ask is why does God bless? Why does God bless you and me? I mean, is it solely because God wants us to be happy and enjoy our lives? I mean, certainly that's a part of it, right? But if really that's what we think is the main reason why God wants to bless us, there's a huge part that we're missing. And I want to take a look at some scriptures with you today. We're going to walk through the Bible starting in the very beginning, and we're going to jump into the Gospels to look at something Jesus said. And then finally, we're going to end in Paul's letter in the New Testament. And we'll see a theme about blessing and why it is that God blesses us. So Genesis chapter 12, first book of the Bible. I want you to notice that this is the first thing that God says to his chosen people, the nation of Israel. Check it out. He says, Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. He says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great. Man, that sounds awesome, doesn't it? I mean, God is totally going to bless them. But check out what God says next. He says, and you will be a blessing. And he goes on in verse 3 and he says, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So why is it that we're blessed? We are hashtag blessed to be a blessing. That's ultimately why we're blessed. You know, in our lives, we can often think of ourselves as a cup. And especially when it comes to our relationship with God, you know, you're drawing near to God. And what are you hoping for in your life? You're hoping, man, I want to draw near to God so that God will fill my cup with his love and, and his blessings in my life. But actually, God never made us to be cups just to be filled for our own enjoyment. Actually, God made us to be a pitcher that we would both be filled by his love and many, many blessings in our lives, but ultimately so that we could pour out and we could share those blessings with the world that other people would be blessed through us. We are hashtag blessed to be a blessing. Well, James and John, two of Jesus' disciples, were looking to be hashtag blessed. They pulled Jesus aside and asked that they could sit on Jesus' right and left hand as Jesus reigned in the kingdom of heaven. And when the other disciples heard about this, they were furious with James and John. And so Jesus gathers the disciples together. And he says in Mark chapter 10, verses 43 through 45, he says, guys, guys, listen, listen. Whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave 
of all. What Jesus is saying there is, look, you want to be blessed. You got to serve. You want to be first. You actually got to put yourself last. And then he says, for even the son of man, he's referring to himself. He says, even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Talking about giving his life on that cross sacrificially for you and for me, for the forgiveness of our sins so that we would be made right in the eyes of God. So what Jesus is getting at here is he's saying, look, if you want to be hashtag blessed, you want to experience true greatness, the way to that is by serving. What Jesus is saying is, listen, it's not how much you take in in this life. It is how much you pour out. Well, a year from now, we're going to have a group from Grace that's traveling to Israel. And if you're interested in going on that Israel trip, there's still time. There's still space available. This is a trip that's absolutely been on my bucket list. I cannot wait to go. And one of the places that we're going to visit is the Dead Sea. Now, it's this gorgeous, gorgeous body of water that is most famous probably for the fact that when you, when you go into the Dead Sea, you can float like right on top of the water because there is like 10 times the salt content of the ocean. And the reason for this is because the Dead Sea is over a thousand feet below sea level. And so what happens is that water and minerals and salt and sediment, they flow into the Dead Sea, but they never flow out. So the Dead Sea is basically like a cup. It only takes in and it never pours out. That's why nothing can live there. It's completely dead. Nothing can survive in the Dead Sea. I want to ask you, if, as you think about this season of your life, if you're just feeling like the Dead Sea, you're feeling stagnant, you're just feeling like, man, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not really very alive, very vibrant right now. Maybe it's because you're being more like a cup and less like a pitcher. So I want to encourage you that you are blessed to be a blessing. You're blessed not just to take in, but also to pour out. So we've seen this theme. In the opening book of the Bible in Genesis, we've seen Jesus talking about it with his 12 disciples. And we also see, as we go further on in the New Testament, in Paul's letters, we see the same theme that we're blessed to be a blessing. So Paul is writing to his protege, Timothy. And um, these are the words that he gives Timothy as he's instructing him, basically, here's, here's what you need to impart upon all those people who are following Jesus and they're trying to figure out what that looks like in their lives. This is what he says, 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19. Paul writes, command those, strong language there, command those. He really wants to make sure we pick up on this. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. What Paul's saying there is, don't trust what's in your container. Instead, trust the one who fills it. And then he says, verse 18, notice these words again, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. 
in this way, what's the way? Well, it's to, in this way, to be rich in good deeds, to be rich in generosity, to be rich in your willingness to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. Notice these words, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. What Paul is saying there is, listen, if you really want to be blessed, if you really want to take hold of the life that is truly life, here's what you got to do. You got to be rich in good deeds. You got to be rich in generosity. You've got to be rich in your willingness to share. I consider myself so fortunate because at 16 years old, I stumbled upon this truth. So my parents made me go on this mission trip with my youth group. Didn't want to go. They made me go. We get down to Mexico. We're set to build a house for a family down there. The first morning we get to the, the job site, uh, this little patch of dirt, we were going to build this house 14 feet by 28 feet. It was tiny. And sleeping on that patch of dirt was a single mother who had lost her husband earlier that year and her 12 children, 11 of whom she'd adopted off the streets of Juarez, Mexico. And they were sleeping under tarps and blankets under the open sky. And I got to tell you, um, it was just, it was a life-changing experience for me that week down there. And what I was just so struck by was the love and the joy of that mother and that family. And I got to tell you, it completely wrecked me. It wrecked me. Because, you know, here I was and I was so wrapped up in myself and I had all that I could possibly desire in my life. And yet I didn't feel blessed at all. And then here was this woman and her family and they were full of such gratitude, such blessing, such joy. And I, I just, I realized on that trip what it really means to take hold of the life that is truly life. I realized down there in Mexico that I was never made to be a cup I was never made to just be filled up, but that truly the reason that I exist, the reason that you exist is not just to be filled, but to pour ourselves out for the sake of other people. And that's really what this series is all about. It's about the fact that we are blessed to be a blessing. And today, I want to give you the opportunity to be just that, blessed to be a blessing, to be rich in good deeds, to be rich in generosity, and to be rich in your willingness to share. So if you've been coming to Grace for a while, you probably already know that we partner with some amazing nonprofits around Northern Virginia and across the world. And, um, and we love to resource them. In fact, we partner with them financially every single month. And a number of you guys volunteer with, uh, with a lot of our different partner organizations. Um, and so, um, that's just part of what we do all the time at Grace. But, um, every now and then we like to do something extra special. And so today, what we are going to do is we are going to be blessed to be a blessing. And so, um, 
What, what I have actually asked Anna Maya to do, who is our director of compassion and justice initiatives, is to go to our different nonprofit partners and she has gone to them and she's asked them this question. Um, what would make a difference to you and what would help you to make a difference in our community? And so Anna's been going around and she's been asking and, and then identifying projects, things that our partners just dream about that they would love to do, but they just don't have the resources to do it right now. And so we've, we've identified over a hundred thousand dollars worth of projects that we would love to come alongside them and, and bring to reality. And, and I don't want to tell you about all of them because it would take way too long, but I want to tell you about three of those projects. The first one, is with one of my favorite partners called Little Lights. Um, they work with underserved children and families in the District of Columbia. And they have a number of program sites in different public housing buildings across DC. And one of their sites, they would love just to be able to spruce it up, to, to be able to do some light renovations and, and put some new computers in there and just really have that site be a place that the kids would absolutely love to come into and be a part of the Little Lights community. Um, Bridges to Independence, that is the, the, an organization that, that helps take families from homelessness to independence. Um, they're doing so much cool stuff with actually getting kids ready for college and getting them into college. Um, and so the, the huge need for them is just scholarships. You know, these families, they can't afford this. And even with financial aid and other things, um, there's still gaps. And so we would love to come alongside Bridges Independence and to be able to resource some of these kids that have literally come out of homelessness and now are going to college. How cool is that? And I'll tell you about one other. Um, they're called Project Belong. And Project Belong empowers churches all across Northern Virginia to help foster children, to, to come along and foster kids and, and just empower those families and uh, they've, they've just been killing it here in Northern Virginia. And they really have a vision to expand into Prince George's County in Maryland. And we would love to link arms with them. We'd love to be able to actually help them to do that and to be able to serve all of the foster families that are in Maryland. So um, there's a whole bunch of other projects in addition to those. And uh, we just believe that as a church, that we are not just blessed to be filled up for our church's sake, but ultimately that we are hashtag blessed to be a blessing, to pour out to our community. And so I'm going to ask you to do something right now. I'm going to ask that you would come alongside of us in these projects and that you would be willing to give something financially to what we are calling Be Rich. We did this last year. We called it Project Hope. It was absolutely incredible. Today, we're calling it Be Rich. We want to be rich in good deeds. We want to be rich in generosity. We want to be rich in our willingness to share. And so um, what we're pledging to do as a church is every single dollar that comes in today through Saturday at midnight for this full week, every dollar that comes in is going to go out to our nonprofit partner organizations. And so what I'm asking for you to do is to consider giving to be rich. What would be so amazing is if we can have a hundred percent participation as a church, that everyone would do something, everyone would do their part. And then our pledge is that we will give a hundred percent of everything away. 
So what I want to encourage you is with this. We're all at different places financially. I totally get that. But we can all do something. And I want to encourage you to give something to be rich because it's not the size of the contribution that matters. What matters is that we are a part of it, that that we recognize and we're a part of this idea of pouring ourselves out, of being a blessing to others. I don't want you to miss out on the blessing. I don't want you to miss out on taking hold of the life that is truly life. When you go from being a cup to being a pitcher, and this is what the church is all about. So I want to give you a minute right now to go to trygrace.org slash give. And um, like I said, every dollar that is pledged will go right to our nonprofit partners. So let's do that right now. Go to trygrace.org slash give and let's be rich. Well, if you're still going through that process of making a contribution, please don't let me stop you. But I do want to pray right now. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity that you give us to be a blessing in this world. God, we pray that um, all of these funds would just fuel the efforts of these amazing nonprofits in our city and across our world, Lord, and that, that they would just be able to do so much incredible stuff in your name. And Lord, for, for all of us, Lord, please help us to remember that we are not cups, but we are pitchers. Lord, please give us, uh, continue to give us opportunities that we would be able to not just take in, but we would be able to pour out for your sake and for the sake of this world. In Christ's name, amen.